Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot, or cold this week, but still. We are coming at you live and late from Culver City, California. I am Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer. It's a special late night edition of the Popcorn Boys. Daniel, how do you feel about double features? How do I feel about double features? Love them. Well, then you're in luck <laughs> because we have a very special double feature for you. Not this episode, but within this episode, we're going to talk double features. In particular, a very special double feature that yeah. we created for ourselves. <laughs> Truly one of the mm, – how do I say this? Worst ideas we've ever had. <laughs> I will say that this. I am confident that nobody has ever done never, this double feature. Never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever, never even been thought of or considered before. Hold on, us you, here you on o- your pop. You open this by saying this is Popcorn Boys after. Well, late night Popcorn Boys. This truly is Popcorn Boys after dark. Did I not we, say that? I said late said, night. You I said meant late after night, dark. But I, I would like to explain. We usually record this. I don't know three hours earlier than we are at the moment and we are also coming fresh from the bar from watching Thursday Night Football and there are people outside hold on there are people outside Kyle's apartment saying you sound like John Lennon (laughs) and if they're not talking to me Things are happening. I'm offended. In this is the what hallway. see this is what hap- this is what happens when you record a podcast at nearly oh, ten it's just p.m. Chaos. Chaos There's just here. neighbor neighbors outside. Who knows? It's anarchy out here, Kyle. <laughs> Look, we watched Thursday night football. What a the Washington game. football team prevailed. What a game over the New York football giants. Wow. But look, the listeners are ready. They've been itching for this episode. So let's uh, let's let's give them what they're asking for. Let's do it with our complimentary box office recap. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to pay for this one this um, week. This week, maybe sometime. We should get people to pay for these box office recaps. Honestly, That's not a bad idea. I mean, this analysis doesn't come cheap. So, not a lot actually happened at the box office this week. Uh, well, the only they won't pay for this one. The only new movie. <laughs> The only new movie on our list was uh, Malignant, which yeah, we kind of just spooky. We kind of just skip past what happened with Malignant. It's a net a little over five million. This is my nineteenth pick, the thirty eighth overall in the draft. So we weren't expecting big things. Maybe hope hoping for a little sleeper hit. It did, it was not a sleeper hit. It was just a sleep. So that was <laughs> that. Uh, Shang Chi was number one at the box office again. It's now up to one hundred fifty two million dollars. Thank you. The current standings, we are sitting at you're you're just under, uh, just under one hundred million dollars up on me. You're at eight hundred thirty-six million. I'm at seven hundred thirty-nine million. Wow. So you have nearly one hundred million dollar lead. Of course, we all know that's going to evaporate once Sing Two comes out. And, <laughs> but you know, that's that. What is evaporation? What? What is evaporation? What? E- can you explain evaporation? It's when water becomes gas. Gas? Yeah. But how? It evaporates. But isn't this like... Don't we spend like a week on this in science class? Everyone's like, okay, this is okay. Now we're going to learn about evaporation. Why? Oh, God. I, Why did not, do- I did not expect to have to bring you back to seventh grade science class, but here we go. Hey, do you want to know a fun Water, story? Water. Oh, go on. Uh, 
is is the rare uh thing in nature that that changes quite aggressively based on temperature. Comes snow, yeah. So in a certain temperature range, it's a liquid. But here's what I'm asking: If you why do lower I the temperature, care? It becomes a solid. Why do AKA I care? Ice. Why do I leave high school knowing what photosynthesis is, but not knowing how to do my taxes? Photosynth- photosynthesis is more important than your taxes. Photosynthesis is the powerhouse of the cell. No, that's <laughs> mitochondria. Mitochondria. Photosynthesis is. I, hey, I, I don't care. Keeps us breathing, baby. Oh God! I wish you would stop. You wouldn't be here, and I wish able, you would stop. You wouldn't be able to watch Miami Vice or Stepmom were it not for photosynthesis. Oh, brother, where art thou? By the way, that's the double feature that we've teased already. It's Miami yeah. Vice. We'll get into it. And Stepmom. It's a great movie trade-off of 2021. That's what people are calling it. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so that's your box office recap. We're not going to dwell on it this week. Uh, we'll have more for you next week when yeah, I'm killing you. So I understand comes why out? you want to breeze by it. Evan, dear Evan Hansen, Evan Almighty, uh, dear Evan Hansen. Oh no, wait, that's not even next week. That's like a week yeah. plus from now. Yeah. This weekend, nothing comes out. Oh, cry macho, but that wasn't on either of our cry teams. Cry macho, get off my lawn if you cry macho. All right. So since there's not much of a box office recap this week, yes, sir. We're gonna pivot to a little segment we like to call, huh, what, what the heck is winning Best Picture? <laughs> because that's the big question on everybody's mind. It is September 16th as we record here. Uh, the the first wave of fall awards season film festivals have come out. Correct. A lot of these movies people have seen. A few of them still have yet to be seen. Yep. And the big question on everybody's mind, as I already alluded to. Do it again, though, please. What, what's, what's winning Best Picture? <laughs> and the answer is we don't know. Uh, it, it's one of the weirdest years in that... I can't, I can't recall a year where we were in mid-September like this before. Now, and truly, there. Not only is there not a front runner, there's not like a front line of front runners. So you know, there's not even a like front a front line of. There's not even a group runners. of five okay, that you could be like. Well, there's no front runner, but it could be one of these. Now, is there a chance that we say this exact same thing every year? Oh, I assume Probably. we do. <laughs> I assume you could go back last year. But I think you're absolutely right in the sense that it feels like rather than, uh, I don't know, there are maybe like uh, two or three that are contending. It feels like there are about ten. And nothing is really out in front. Like, Yes, so you know, hence no front a runner. Front li- yes. I wasn't actually done with my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. That was it. There's a front line of front runners, is what I would say. I said there was, I, but I just said there wasn't a front line of a front line of front runners. So what is there? A There's pack? Nothing. We don't know. You run marathons, or you pretend to. But you, you prepare to, and then don't. I do not pretend <laughs> nor prepare to run marathons. I run short distances. You know what we should do, much. actually? Instead of the Thank box office, we could keep an update on how many miles you're running every month. Oh, you want to see? Uh, let's Unfortunately, see. Unfortunately, you subjected me to this about five hours ago. Uh, this month, the month here, September 2021, I am at 25.7 miles, nearly a marathon. <sighs> you ran a, wow, like cool. You ran a runs. marathon in two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's not bad. If I ran a marathon right now, how long do you think it would take me 
for me to do it. A year? <laughs> you just you just wouldn't. You would. No, but I could walk. I'm saying if I got tired of running, I could walk. No, you would. You would die. No, I wouldn't. You'd be dead. No, I wouldn't. I exercised for thirty minutes today. Didn't the original marathon I runner die? I exercised for thirty. The original marathon runner. Yeah. What? Well, the marathon is based on a run from like marathon Greece to Athens, Greece, or something like that. Like what? Yeah, this is like a. I thought it was based. I thought it was named after the gas company. Which? The gas station marathon. That's a gas station. This guy doesn't. He doesn't get it. <laughs> he just does. No, it's like a Greek. It. Thing like in the in old the some some old marathon Greek is war. named after somebody's last name. No, it's a place. Oh, in a place. He, he some guy ran from Marathon Greece to like Athens. Why? To like warn the city of an oncoming attack or something like that. And it was twenty six point two miles away. Why did he take a car? Because this was, uh, you know, whatever year. When was the car? But he invented? died. Like While the, running? Like, the run was so taxing that he made it, warned them, and then he died. After, what, 26.2? Yeah. So, so he made all, all these morons out here uh, with these the... bumper stickers, which don't even get me started. I am telling you, every time I see a 26.2 bumper sticker, I am trying to run that car off the road. If it's a 13.1... You better know that I'm. I am just. I'm trying to fish tell you into traffic. Do people have thirteen point one bumper stickers? If you haven't seen a thirteen point one, these people are out here with a thirteen point one bumper sticker. Yeah, here it is. All right. The idea for the modern marathon was inspired by the legend of an ancient Greek messenger who raced from the site of Marathon to Athens, a distance of about 40 kilometers or nearly 25 miles, with the news of an an important Greek victory over an invading army of Persians in 490 BC. Wait, he was running to tell them that they won? Yeah, apparently. What's the hurry? (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine... Dying because you were running to tell somebody. After good making news? his announcement, the exhausted messenger collapsed and died. Oh my god! Oh, are you now, on History, the History Channel, Channel website? Com? Is trying to get me to sign up for alerts. Unbelievable. <laughs> HistoryChannel.com. Uh, to commemorate his dramatic run, the distance of the 1896 Olympic marathon was set at 40 kilometers. I never knew this. This is very interesting. But it all like if you. I've said this before, and it's no offense to you and your brethren. If you choose to run, there is something wrong with you. Who's that? Oh, it's an ad. <laughs> I thought that might be a marathon. Oh, it's a city. Yeah, it's a place. Yeah, yeah, marathon's a place. Right? Marathon Greece? I guess. If you choose to run. Anyway, so that's... Choosing to run... That's history. Fun. Yeah, well, I, whatever. We can move on, but that's the Popcorn Boys History Minute. So basically, anytime somebody runs a marathon, it's like rubbing it in the face of that <laughs> ancient Greek guy well, who, I love that. who died attempting this. I love that. That's like a tweet or something. That's not my original joke. Oh. Probably Credit to Twitter.com. Jabuki. Huh? Jabuki. Who's that? Somebody on Twitter. Right, gotcha. All right. So, what the heck is winning Best Picture? What are your what's your front line as you as you? My front line of front line workers, and we do commend all the front line workers out there. Thank you so much for your service during wow. this time. Wow, 
when we needed it the most. Frontline workers. And we will move on now to a more important group of frontline workers, and those are the nominees for Best Picture. The... Ten of them this year, by the way. Don't forget. Which, don't get me started. Ten too many. Ten, ten to twenty. Do you remember that? What? Ten, ten to twenty. What's that? It was like, uh, like, I don't know, like a toll-free... Remember that? Ten, ten to twenty. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Could be making Is it, it like up. Star Six Nine. Some no Star Six Nine. Oh, I loved Star Six Nine. <laughs> it was all my lovers calling me. Uh, okay, so what is? I think for me, what's your top tier of Best Picture contenders? So, as of this moment, it has to be Nightmare Alley. Sure, I think is at the top, and th- that's a tenuous top. Which is what they call me. Uh, <laughs> it's a tenuous okay. top because nobody's seen it yet. And we're, we're speaking to you on the holy day that the trailer was released. Yes. I'm sorry. We'll get into a that. A teaser. In just a moment. A teaser. Teaser trailer. What, which teaser trailer? Teaser trailer. Teaser, I, know, I know, but I'm saying teaser trailer culture. What is this? Oh, I, I live. I, I'm like, I live in teaser trailer culture. But see, you don't like trailers. What do you mean? You don't like trailers. Love or is trailers. that my other friend? What are you talking about? What other friend? I have another friend. The fuck? I actually have another friend. Oh, I live for trailers. Hmm. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know why I said I'm that. I'm so offended right now. Famously, yeah. I mean, I've It's like the to, only thing that I truly enjoy. I've been to five million movies with you, and we always get there early. You know, I'm sorry. Thank you. Apology. It's late night. It's popcorn boys after dark. Apology. Everything. Reluctantly accepted. Okay. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Nightmare Alley. Sight unseen. Nobody has seen it, so that makes it a little tenuous. But I think that that for me right now would be my number one. That's got to be in the first tier, regardless of, of whether you, how you rank them within said tier. So I think the only other things in that top tier, just off the top of my head, are Power of the Dog. Sure. Um. And this is why it's so weird. It's un it, so nobody has seen Nightmare Alley. Did Power of the Dog premiere at festivals? Oh, yeah, it yeah. did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got positive reviews, but not like oh, good one. What positive? Oh, <laughs> yes. And it got positive reviews, but not the type of reviews that seem to springboard it to a best picture win. Well, now certainly it's, it's not even that. I we think would it's expect like, it to be among the nominees, but it's it, right. It didn't but, become the front runner when it came out. Sure, but it never really was going to be. It's too. It, that's not a best. You know, I don't know. Power of the Dog's not really a best picture winner. Right. Uh, but it's in the mix. Yes, but but that's what's so weird about this year is that. Yeah. So it, the other, the only other ones at the top of my head that I would, I would maybe consider putting in that tier would be the tragedy of Macbeth, sure. a movie that nobody has seen yet. Right. Um. And that's really is that it? So shout out to our friends over at Awards Watch. Here's sure. uh, they haven't uh, put out their September list yet, but here's their their. As of August, top ten best picture. Uh, sure, and these things ranked. change wildly by the day, and especially yes. in a month like this when, yeah, sure. when a lot of them premiered. But Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, where they're top two. House of Gucci, 
That's which, not winning Best Picture. Right. It's, you know. Uh, Dune, which has premiered and is very... Dune is not winning. Very Best clearly not winning Best Picture. But this is what happens, right? It's like in this weird festival season, it feels like maybe more so than ever, we are uh, sort of losing contenders more than we're gaining. Right. So like Dune... But so- in a weird year like this where there's... We're, we're back to full 10 nominees. Like, Oh, sure. We're going to be scraping. Well, I don't know. Is there going to be passion for some of these at, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay. yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. So, so Dune, we mentioned uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. We mentioned uh, Belfast, number six. That, yeah. That, that could. It's just, I don't think. It could I, have something. Uh, I don't think that's premiered yet, right? It has. Oh, it did. It did. At TIFF? Someplace, uh, yeah. Uh, West Side Story, which no one's seen yet. It, that's not winning Best Picture. I mean, that trailer. We'll talk about trailers, but like that came. Th- that's not winning Best Picture. Uh, King Richard. I was gonna. Say, I almost put King Richard in that top tier, it which is sort of an insane thing to say. Positive reaction. Pa, I get it. Because <laughs> you, when you, positive. They, it had a positive rack <laughs> racket action. <laughs> So let's dive into that. Oh, that so backhanded positive compliment. Back? Let's see that. There you go. Yeah, no, that was a yeah. joke. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, but that came that that uh, premiered at Telluride. Yeah, it's like that movie. This is the you know uh, Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus. This is coming out and like, uh, it's one of these things that comes out and has the benefit of maybe the expectations being a bit lower. So when it exceeds them, even by a minimum amount, people are sort of like, oh, it was actually pretty good. Right. And that kind of it, – it feels like a very crowd-pleasing – like Will Smith, I think, is like kind of far and away the best actor frontrunner at the moment. Um, I think that makes sense. So it's – I mean, that I would pencil in for a nomination almost assuredly. Does that feel like a movie that's going to win Best Picture? No. Yeah, no. It's, it's shaky. But again, this is a year where nothing – Nothing really at the moment, anyway, feels like it's going to win yeah. Best Picture. Yeah. So all these shaky contenders maybe get elevated to a sure. higher level than you would think of them as. Sure. Uh, just some other ones I want to shout out that are on this kind of extended list here. Cry Macho. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, come on, come on. It's not winning. Uh, there's some deeper cuts like the French French Dispatch. No. Last Night in Soho. No. The Last Duel. No. Um, the lost daughter. No. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Something has to win. Well, why haven't we talked about the movie we were talking about earlier this evening? Where is this on the list? Are you talking about licorice pizza? I'm talking about licorice pizza, baby. That's on the other contenders list. I think because there was so sure. little information about it. But now we're about to get a trailer for it. But do we even know that it's coming out this year? Oh yeah, yeah. It has for sure December seventeenth. Okay. I I mean, licorice pizza is sort of in the nightmare. God, this these sentences. By the that way, we're the one to say is these freaks. Licorice pizza has to be on the same level as Nightmare Alley. By the way, for those uh, unaware, licorice pizza is was formerly titled Soggy Bottom. Soggy it's Bottom. Paul Thomas Anderson's movie. Yeah, that that sort of is on the same tier, I think, as a Nightmare Alley. Just in the November twenty sixth, apparently. Okay, coming from a very respected. Director, great. The other one, cast. by the way, is Spencer. 
which came out at the film yeah. festivals and did get pretty positive reviews. I think Spencer... But a Best Picture win, again, doesn't seem like that no. type of movie. Spencer feels like maybe one of those sort of 8, 9, 10 Best Picture nominees, but... Right. And then maybe get some and, as the best picture winner. Yeah, blah, Kristen blah, blah. Stewart's going to be in play for like the best actress win, but it's not a best picture winner. So we are left in the dust here. Where you know what might happen here is that Nightmare Alley sort of rises from the ashes here and and kind of becomes the the front runner for the entire season once we once people have seen Almost it by and, default. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I would love to have an Oscar year, and you always you always wish for this. It never quite happens, right? There's never a season where like Best Picture could be one of eight going into the night. It, we yeah, have right. no idea. It's always inevitably between... you get it gets down to two, and then yeah. two favorites with maybe a spoiler involved. Right, exactly. It would be very cool if this year we went into it and it's like, all right, no well, these three all have you know seemingly like fifteen yeah. to twenty percent chance of winning. Yeah, or these five all have. Yeah, and we might, we might have a legit chance, and, we, I would and love no one that. really knows because it's been a while. Where it feels like there's been a heavy favorite. Yeah, that usually wins each of the last you know five to eight years. Yeah, and I guess even more that almost always there's there's a heavy favorite. Yeah. Um. So what the heck is winning Best Picture? Should we get, should we should we go we on record? Know. Should we go on record right here on September? Where are we? Sixteenth, and make a pick right now that we can look back on. Sure. I mean, we also are we both going to say the, we're both going to say the same thing? Are we? Uh, hold on. Let me look. I don't it's know. It's impossible. I have no. It's idea. So hard. I don't know what I, I would have pick no right idea. now. I'll go first. I'm I'm just I'm gonna be extremely boring. I'm just gonna say that it's Nightmare Alley. I just don't think we're gonna talk about that more in just a second, but Guillermo del Toro's last movie won Best Picture. And then was yeah. kind of retroactively not panned, but Yeah. Uh, people weren't as excited about it in retrospect. It got made fun of a little bit for being a weird movie about having sex with a fish. <laughs> fish man, fish creature thing. Yeah. This one doesn't seem quite as weird based on the the teaser trailer that was released, but yeah, it definitely is going to have some sort of supernatural element. That's kind of what he does. And so I just can't see that him having consecutive movies win Best Picture. Now, obviously, the problem is a lack of another contender. And for that reason, I'm going to go with... uh, I I don't know. It's, It's... what the hell? I'll go with licorice pizza right now. Yeah. I think maybe my number two, despite the fact that I think I just said about two minutes ago that has no chance, uh, <laughs> just like the power of the dog. Right. Like, like what? There's I mean, a narrative there with like Jane Campion, the female director. Like, I, I, I just, I just don't know. It's a bizarre, it's a bizarre year. Then that's a what bizarre makes it crop. Fun. It is. Yeah, of course. And all, I will say too, like, I'm excited about all of these movies. Like I'm. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, this podcast is about to really just kick into high oh, gear. If you it's... thought it was, if you thought things weren't popping off before, baby. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Eventually, we're we're in a bit of a you know we've we've been through we've we've gone through August. We're now through the first half of September. Sure. This is the slow period. Hence us talking about Miami Vice. Yeah. We talked about you know football movies <laughs> last week for. Uh, Ten minutes or so, <laughs> around in a hundred-minute episode about God knows what. Um, and now, look, 
what the heck is winning best picture? We don't know is the answer, but uh, the other thing I want to talk about before we get into our double feature is this is kind of the one of, one of my favorite times of the year. Even yeah. though we're in a bit of a cold stretch in movies, there's a lot coming. So oh, this is oh. this is peak this is peak anticipation season. Oh yeah, anything could happen. And it's trailer season. So all the trailers for the big movies are starting to drop. Yep. Now, you mentioned earlier already obviously Nightmare Alley's trailer debuted this afternoon actually, not this morning. Night- Correct. Nightmare Alley teaser trailer came out this afternoon. And what were your what was your reaction to it? Um, well, I did watch it uh, first on my phone at a stoplight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I really liked it. I thought it, I think it looks great. I did watch it later on my computer. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I think it looks great. It looks very regal. It looks very rich. I think it looks very cinematic. I mean, everybody looks great. The yeah, cast- it just kind of has that extra element that that some more basic movies don't feel like they have where it just yeah. this feels special. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, and part Kate, of that is the cast obviously. Like Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, when you have Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, uh who am I forgetting? David Strathairn. Right. Uh um, Is that it? Am I missing somebody who didn't say? I didn't say somebody. Hang on, there's one more. Uh, I'll look it up while you vamp. Uh but I think it looks great. You know, does it you know, sort of like we were just saying? Does it look necessarily special enough to? Give what do they keep saying? Like man or beast? Is he man, man or, or beast? Was it beast? Yeah, I think beast. Um, Rooney Mara, of course. Well, and Ron God, Perlman. Oh yeah, Ron Perlman. Oh God, Rooney Mara, the most forgettable person of all times, so, and you know what a shocker. Um, what? Oh, what? That, that seemed unnecessary. There's nothing against. No, I'm just saying nothing against Rooney Mara. I mean, unnecessary shots fired at Rooney Mara. No, but yeah, just, she's you know, forgettable. She's a forgettable. Continue. She's forgettable. Not uh, in the girl with the dragon tattoo. She's not. That was Claire Foy. No, false. And Claire Foy took over. She did. What was that one called? Rooney's. No, the one with oh, Claire. Oh, Claire. Uh, the girl. The woman with the. I don't know. I did not see those. You saw the first one. You saw Rooney's, right? Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it at midnight. I love that For some movie. reason. That movie is underrated and outstanding. Uh, I've only seen, I think I only saw it that one time. I think it's excellent. I also saw the... Did you see the... What are they? Swedish? Oh, yeah. Ones? Yeah. Uh, there's a whole trilogy that oh, predated... I think I've maybe only seen one of those. Those are, those are good, too, with... Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh... Numi Rapace, yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Let's we'll go with that. Sure. We'll go with that. Of Lamb. Lamb, yes. Of Lamb. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Maybe uh, so Lamb will just win Best Picture. Trailer <laughs> it should, based on that trailer. Uh trailer season. Nightmare Alley. We could get the Lamb on the show. Um, I don't know. It seems like it seemed pretty busy. Just doing like people stuff. <laughs> uh I kind of thought, thought the same thing. Nightmare Alley trailer trailer it was like this just felt special Kate Blanchett looks great Bradley Cooper's doing stuff it's phenomenal imagery Tony the the narration in the trailer gave me a little bit of a pause I think it was Willem Dafoe right yeah 
I I was slightly like hmm. But yeah. uh, I mean, I'm ten out of ten excited to see this movie. Of course, yeah, me too. Um, so the other the other kind of newsy trailer these days is, of course, the aforementioned licorice pizza. Now the trailer has Where not, is it? It has not dropped wide yet, but it's dropped short. It has dropped Sorry. short. I'm cutting it that. Is. You're what? I'm cutting that. Oh. <laughs> You don't really cut things that you say you're going to cut anymore. So good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. But the, uh, now it is a lot of uh, kind of small theaters. The trailer is premiering in front of uh, random movies that they're playing, and so people are starting to see the licorice pizza trailer. <laughs> people are starting to see the licorice pizza. It's kind of wild. Like trailers usually just drop, and yeah, people see it and get excited, but. This one just has, like, such a secrecy to it. And right. part of it was the title change. And it, was that a real title change? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like there were rumors that this played in front of this random movie in London. And, right. And there's this insane buzz around the trailer for this movie. That, yeah. And I love it because I buy into trailer culture. Oh, look oh. at you. I mean, trailer culture is my – these are my people. What exactly is trailer culture? You just like trailers? Yeah, I love trailers and just, like – the idea of getting overly excited when they drop. Oh, yeah. And, and now I, I tend to watch – I'll watch a trailer – like I'll seek out a trailer and watch it twice because I don't okay. want to be the one who goes through like frame by frame and tries to like figure stuff out. No. But I'll watch it once right when it comes out and just get like a, a visceral reaction and then yeah. maybe later in the day – few hours later watch it again and just kind of like feel it out feel it yeah a little bit. sure you gotta feel but it. i'm not gonna pause i'm not gonna like, oh what's that in the background do oh is that, do that is that gonna be the oh yeah there's a whole like culture around that. this is particularly for like superhero movie trailers where it's like oh that could be this person this, oh, maybe they're God. making a cameo appearance and you're like oh who cares um but the, yeah i mean i'm two and out unless and then you're two and out yeah two views and out Oh, two views in it. I'll watch the trailer twice, Got and it. then I'm done, except for when I, of except course... Except when you see it 17 I see times it in, in the theater. in the theater. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Those don't count. Okay. And then I get excited all over again, because usually, like, it's been, like, a month oh, since I... Oh, you see a trailer on a big screen? Oh. You Whew. kidding me? Whew. And then, like, TV commercials, those don't count either. Ugh. God. <laughs> well, basically, I wanted to ask what trailers that have come out for upcoming movies still... Yeah. Have you most excited uh, for their release based on the actual quality of the trailer itself or the excitement around the trailer trailer. itself? Uh, Well, it's a great question. I mean, Nightmare Alley, of course. Uh, Like, Power of the Dog trailer got me pretty excited. Um, A a movie that I – I'll go in the opposite direction. A trailer that got me even less excited about the movie is West Side Story, which – I just don't care about at all. That trailer was very dull. It's like I don't understand why it's happening. It I don't either. Just watch the original. Yeah. We like, gotta watch this one. These freaks. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do? Make a better it version? It feels odd. It's very it's really weird. And it's just, it's almost like it's almost like too clean. 
Yeah, this exactly. trailer is like this super polished. It looks version. like the pr- it looks like the prom, and I think I've said that before on this podcast. Like the Netflix movie, The Prom. I'm having deja vu to be like, what the hell is the prom? <laughs> No, I uh, Jason, but Ariana, De, Ariana DeBose, who was in, yeah, who was in both. So maybe that's just like the. I also, I didn't realize Ariana DeBose, who was in The Prom, which came out this year, a movie about famously The Prom, is thirty years old. Huh. I like that. Okay. Shout out to older people still going to prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I think one that comes to mind, I think, that sort of sold me on, oh, man, I get why this is going to be a thing, is the King Richard trailer. Mm. It's, a, it's a really solid trailer for a movie that I think is going to be a crowd-pleasing thing. It's going to be an HBO Max, so that'll be interesting to see if people actually go see it uh, in theaters. But regardless... That feels like a movie that's going to be seen, and I think the trailer does a really good job of uh, just sort of exploiting that. Yeah. You know? It just looks – it hits all the right notes. All right. I have a few that I want to hit here. First, yeah. Um, not in particular that this trailer is that great, but it to me it's just hilarious because we've been seeing it for so long now, but no time to die. Oh, my God. This trailer came – A what, movie that came out seven years ago. I feel ago. like three years ago This the, the first trailer for this oh, came out. God. Like Daniel Craig is in his 60s now. <laughs> he was 44 when he shot this movie. Yeah. Um, but obviously I'm excited for that. Um, the House of Gucci trailer, of course, just kind of had – there was like a real couple days on the internet that House was where, of Gucci like, though is really just kind of fallen from the lexicon here in the past right, few that, weeks. It was interesting how like when the trailer dropped, it, it was a big deal briefly, uh-huh. just because of the outlandishness of the Campiness, trailer. Yeah, uh, and then it kind of disappeared. Yeah, and we'll see what happens when when we get closer to release date. But that was a that was a fun trailer, and uh, we'll see what this is. Uh, the trailer for Lamb, which you've already mentioned, Meh. one of the craziest, Meh. most delightful trailers anyone Meh. anyone's ever seen. The Lamb is dressed as a small child. I don't you think know what's the lamb going on. Has met Pig. I don't know. I don't know much about Pig. Why haven't you seen Pig? I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll see it soon. You'll see it soon. <laughs> All right, and then there's two trailers that got me. I, I think th- these are number one and two on my list of fall movies this year That where the trailer itself got me significantly more excited to see it than I was pre-trailer. Okay. Uh, one is The Matrix Resurrections. Oh God! Resurrections. This is this is all this is all PR bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not. That trailer was awesome. That was like, hey, want to know something? The first I haven't seen it. You, you didn't even watch the trailer. Didn't watch it. Don't care. Don't care what about Matrix with you? culture. We're hold on. Pause the podcast. No, we need no, to, <laughs> no. We need to watch this trailer. And this is bullshit. This is insane. That they're making the Matrix Four into a John Wick movie. No, you didn't and this see is someone who the trailer. <laughs> it's a Matrix movie. Oh, whatever. 
Stop reading. Doesn't Keanu look like John Wick? Well, sure. It's the same guy. But in The Matrix, he has short hair. Okay. This is 20 years later. Whatever. The trailer is great. It, it genuinely oh, looks yeah. you know what very other, good. Oh, hold on. Let me think of other trailers I liked. I really like the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen and also Eternals and also... Oh, God. Uh, what other movies did I draft? Uh, Are you done? No! So The Matrix was one. The other one to me is Last Night in Soho. That... Trailer. The trailer's good. Got me very, it's very a good excited trailer. It's a good trailer. And elevated the way I expect to go into that. Yeah, I have very high expectations. Good for trailer for a movie that I probably won't like very much. Maybe, yeah. But uh, to me, it's it's great trailer for hopefully great movie. I hope so. Anya Taylor Joy. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. Anya these days. Trailer Joy. <laughs> Anya Trailer Joy. So that's trailer start season. Calling you that. That's trailer season. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. It's time for a segment we like to call Double Features. Features, 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 features. <laughs> so the way we thought of this was He did that wasn't he actually did that into the mic. That wasn't like <laughs> an actual animated sound, just in case anyone's wondering how animated that sound. Animated sound, so he good. Says, What's it called? Animated sound? Don't worry about it. So the the premise for this Impetus. segment, Daniel and I, impetus, impotent, impetus. I know, but what is so impetus means the inspiration. Yes. Why is imp, so why is impotent so close and they don't mean the same thing? Inspiration. Lack of inspiration is uh, impotent. I mean, no. Impotent means. You can't reproduce. Right. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, the English language is, is bizarre. English, we, oh we, <laughs> we, we, we could be all, oh here all day trying god. to Oh my god, why does knife start with a K? So, Daniel and I, while being very good friends. Very good. He didn't say best. Interesting. We see many movies together. Yes. Similar tastes in said movies. Correct. But there's a whole kind of if you're drawing the Venn diagram of of Daniel movies and Kyle movies, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. But there are distinctly things that are on one half of the Venn diagram and not the other. Correct. So we thought for a little segment this week, uh, we would each choose one movie that we believed to be um more of a Kyle movie or more of a Daniel movie, and one that the other person probably had not seen. Yeah, more on that in a moment. Oh God! And make the other person watch that movie, and then we discuss it with them. So one of our favorites that the other hasn't seen, uh, I chose for you to watch. Two thousand six. That's right. This your movie, bro. I don't know. I stand by. I'm pretty sure I couldn't do the research on this. Oh my God! You watched it. You couldn't do the research. What's wrong with you? Uh, two thousand six is Miami Vice. Wow. Now, Michael Mann directing the Miami Vice movie. Michael Mann, of course, uh, co-created or co-created or whatever the TV show, Miami Vice. And uh, in 2006, he goes and spins it into a movie. (laughs) Hold on. Can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. I did not know that. (laughs) 
Yeah, he didn't take like someone else's TV show. He co-created. He co-created the TV show? Yeah. What? Yeah. I did not know that. I think uh, he was like an executive producer. Someone else is like was like the head writer or wow. whatever. But Michael Mann was very much involved in the TV show, yes. I had no idea. That well, answers a lot of my questions. <laughs> well, Namely, why did they make this? <laughs> Created by Anthony Yurkovich and produced by Michael Mann for NBC. Wow. Basically, the two of them did created the show. Wow. So there I you go. Did Mind not, blown all right. I did not know that. So Miami Vice, I chose this movie because, first of all, I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a good start. Start there. Uh, this movie is widely panned as not being very good, but those people are aggressively wrong. This movie is uh-oh, amazing. It is one of the better action movies of the past I, okay. twenty years. I'm, just, I'm not gonna say anything while you do this. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say uh, you you can jump into I'm, your thoughts. Let me just get yeah, out my. Because I will. Yeah. I won't be able. To just go on. Uh, it features one of my absolute favorite leading man performances. That's literally maybe ever happened. What? <laughs> you said you weren't gonna say anything. Uh, and it, and some of the the the. The scene, the one of the best soundtracks in a movie, uh, and just a real kind of mood around it. Great action scenes set to great music with a an absolute killer Colin Farrell performance. What are you pointing at? Your your the soundtrack is bad. One of the notes that he has written, absolutely unbelievable. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, but I love this movie, and so I wanted Daniel to watch it. Daniel, go ahead. The floor is yours. Your Miami Vice thoughts. One of your favorite leading male performances ever? Yes. Colin Farrell in this I... movie is out of his goddamn mind in the best way possible. And I mean literally he's out of his mind. He's done many interviews since this movie where uh, he talked about how basically right after this movie wrapped he went to rehab and he doesn't remember shooting it. Well, that explains it. Why it's so awesome. One of your favorite he is, leading performances ever is Colin Farrell in 2006's Miami Vice. Yes. He's on a 1,000 out of 10 at every moment. He's completely over the top in I the best a, way possible. I need, a, I need a moment. He's just dripping charisma the entire time. It's phenomenal. Okay. Here's what I want to say. I did not go into this movie trying to hate it. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And coming out of it, I didn't hate this movie. I did not hate this movie. I, of course not. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but all I kept thinking is... Why does this look so bad? Oh my god, what? What? It, Miami Vice, looks like a student film. That's... And the performances in it are not much better. 
an unbelievable Colin first two takes out of the gate. Uh, Colin Farrell in this movie does nothing for me. They're trying to paint him as this like heartthrob Lothario. Yeah. He's not attractive in this <laughs> movie. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk about. I mean, I, I just I, listen. Look in my in my opinion is what I'm saying. In my opinion, he's not attractive. But not not at one moment to look at him and think, ooh, ooh la la. You're. I mean, you're just wrong. The long hair. Colin Ugh, Farrell with long great. hair. No, no, no. It's great. No. Colin Farrell in let's say. I'm into it. Phone booth. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. Do you remember who he brought to the premiere? Who Colin Farrell brought to the premiere of Phone Booth? That's no, his, why would his I? date. No. Britney Spears. Really? Of course. Oh. Look that up. No. <laughs> I like to say, of course. Look it up. <laughs> um, So I think this is... This movie, I think, represents an interesting, like you were saying area where I just have a really difficult time getting engaged that Kyle he looks like a dog he looks like a German shepherd just fantastic come on he's joking it's amazing it's one of look if I could choose to look the way that anyone looks in any movie ever you gotta stop right now that's on the Mount Rushmore who okay? Well, who else is on that list? Oof. Brad Pitt in Troy. No, no, no. You think Colin Farrell in this movie looks better than Brad Pitt in Troy? Oh, of course, Brad Pitt. I am going to throw this microphone out the window. Brad Pitt in Troy is not even on Brad Pitt's own Mount Rushmore of the best he's ever looked in a movie. Okay, let's do that one. Brad All Pitt right. in Troy. Thelma and Louise. Yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club. How many? Although the now, short hair. Now here's, Fight Club. No, here's a question. The. Sh- why do you why do you like long hair so much? I don't. But the buzzed hair isn't Brad Pitt's best look. The buzzed head look. That's all I'm saying. The yeah. I mean the Brad sh- Pitt has great the, but the short length look at us hair. Just two dudes talking about Fight Club. <laughs> God, I hate us. Brad Pitt so, so the problem is Fight Club his hair's too short. Troy's hair's too long. Brad Pitt looks no, best when his hair is neither of those. But the head is the but but in Fight Club it's the short he has the short. Okay. But it's like frosted tips. It's it's Ooh. It's very 1999, which makes sense. Now, here's a question for you. How many heads are on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> four. Is this, is this a real question? Can you name the four presidents on Please Mount Rushmore? Please don't do that to me. Go ahead. Clinton. <laughs> yes. Hillary. Washington. Correct. Roosevelt. Which one? Franklin D. Incorrect. <laughs> Well, that leaves one. Roosevelt, I mean. Oh, that uh, does leave one Roosevelt. Teddy, correct. So you got two out of the four. Oh. We're, we might have to cut this. Oh, boy. <laughs> you really not know this? I, I don't. I mean, one of them is very obvious. Trump? Yeah. <laughs> and the other I'm going to confirm on my phone Lincoln. right now. Yes, Lincoln is... And... And I mean, I'm 95% sure it's it's Jefferson. So I'm, I'm looking it up right now to confirm. That old slave owner? Yeah. Who is on Mount Rushmore? At what point did yeah. people... It's Washington, Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Lincoln. 
Well, that was one of the more humiliating two <laughs> minutes of my life. Yes, Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> as his second <laughs> guest for Mount Rushmore. Unbelievable. <laughs> Haven't you even been to South Dakota? Uh, I was in South Dakota. Did you go by Mount Rushmore? No, I don't care about heads on a rock. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt's Mount Rock. We have to do right. real quick. We no, I I know, but real quick. This is I need to do this. Troy Fight Club. Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, yeah. In whichever Oceans movie he looks the best. Oh, no, Mr. and Mr. Smith. No, that, that one is out because of the short hair. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. We can have more than... You can have yours, okay? What about, like, we could go, like, late stage Brad Pitt with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. Not into it? Also, we're... This I mean, is obviously, a, by the way... This is like, an anti-Brad Pitt podcast, by the way, at this point. Just so we're, just so we're on the record. I'm sorry, After what, what Angelina said... We're done. Stop. Brad Pitt's done. Stop it. No, I'm. Listen, have your opinion all you want. No, uh, this is not an anti-Brad Pitt podcast. This okay, is one just, half, one half of this podcast is anti-Brad Pitt. Sorry, sorry, Brad. Uh, I'm Team Angie and Team Jen. Oh eh, isn't that interesting? Oh, weird. Support your team. The two women who married him. That's oh, cool. Whatever. They should form up. They should form an alliance. <laughs> She should Angelina Jolie should guest star on season three of the morning show. I'm putting that into the universe right now. What's the name of the movie? I'm, I'm thinking pissed of? off. Huh? The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. When no, he no, no. Hold baby. on. What's the one with oh. Anthony Hopkins? Silence of the Lambs. No. God damn it. The Brad Pitt one. Wait. Early, late? Mid. Like late 90s. It's... Eight hours long. He plays like death. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, what, sorry. Uh, what is it called? Also, Meet Your Black? Is yes, not- yes, yes. Thank you. So That's uh, on my Mount Rushmore. Even though his hair is goofy in that one too. So Brad, have, Brad Pitt's hair in movies. So you have Meet Your Black ahead of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So what were the what was the previous Mount Rushmore? Huh? Before you, you mentioned about oh people he would like to look like in movies oh yes yes so yes. now we're going broader <laughs> so unfortunately Colin Farrell in Miami Vice is on this Mount Rushmore oh, which yeah, is yeah. truly one of the most chaotic things I've ever heard uh, along with let's see one of the whatever number one Brad Pitt choice I have okay um there's probably a Robert Redford in there somewhere I'm not sure which one Robert Redford. You wouldn't want to look like Robert Redford? What no. the hell is wrong with you? No, that's not, it's not interesting to me. He's fine. No, he's like handsome. He's like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think you think Robert Redford is handsome? Unbelievable. Oh, I don't care. You know, whatever. And oh, he looks like everyone. Yeah. Everybody looks like Robert Redford. People told me I do. Classic. I know what yours is, by the way. It's like streetcar. Streetcar? correct i mean it could be every well not every brando and streetcar not not on the waterfront right streetcar i mean it could be both but streetcar would be a number one you always rave about that one yeah hello have you seen him hello oh hello i impregnated olivia munn oh hello what's another good one uh jude law and talented mr ripley that's a good one I mean, I would pick. I'd have to pick a Jake performance. I guess I would maybe do the the one that comes to mind is just like Jake Gyllenhaal in Source Code. 
<laughs> I don't remember what he looks oh. like specifically. Un- look it up in source code. Look it up. Uh, I would then I would do Michael B. Jordan in Creed two. Yeah, that's a good one. Creed two. Yeah, over He's Creed one. Creed two, and then maybe just like, um, it's hard. Probably Robert Redford and other presidents, man. Have you seen that? Who am I thinking of? That's him. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. Ryan Gosling in Lars and the Real Girl. I forgot about Ryan Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) In Lars and the Real Girl. Um, All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Unbelievable stuff. There's there's plenty of others. We could we could do this all day. But let's get so, back to Colin Farrell in Miami Vice, who's clearly on the list. That's just insane. What would they do with his hair on Mount Rushmore? Christian Bale in American Psycho. It's pretty good. Okay. I'm getting a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So, I think what's at the core of maybe a, a, a disagreement about this movie is that... Listen. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but... Sort of a a shoot 'em up movie like this. I don't care. Not at one point did I care about anybody in this movie, and I was so disinvested from what was going on. I have to be connected to something, and I didn't care about any of these people. And ultimately, it ends in this like God, Michael Mann loves a shootout. I mean, this was like heat all over again, and it was like it's just it's I don't, always, yeah. Exactly, it was awesome. Continue. Well, heat, I, heat. I like heat, but this, uh, I when I don't feel invested in any of the characters or the story, uh, it, it's just not for me. I, I, I don't, I, I don't. I just, I, I, I can't connect with it. I will say, the one scene that I really did enjoy was, I'm sure you remember when they sort of like have to go. Havana. S- what? The scene where what they, Camila Cabello? The scene where they go to Havana, Unana. Havana, Unana. They take a go fast boat to Cuba. Oh, and it's a romantic. Well, thank God you said that because I wrote just a, down. the uh, pinnacle of romance. By the way, is, the pin. God, they have no chemistry. Is the, Colin Farrell and Gong Li the go, pinnacle? Oh Havana. God, the pinnacle of romance. We take a boat to Havana. Ah. We take a boat to Havana. Phenomenal stuff. God, I couldn't be less into that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? The scene that I do like is when they sort of go rescue Naomi Harris from the trailer, and they shoot him in the head. I thought that they was that I thought that was fun. Great tense scene there, where like yeah, the 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 bad guy or whatever is like you know I'm I'm gonna kill her, and the and the the woman sniper on the team is just like or whatever she she's holding the gun and she's like she's doing the like that's not what happens and she like repeats that line i'm gonna hit you in the medulla oblongata and you're gonna not even know what happens what happens is what happens is and she gives a speech about how he's gonna be dead before yeah you know she even and then she blows his head off and it's awesome i do want to get to yeah run run me through your i want to get to the core your your uh, your analysis, your not your analysis, your your remarks. 
Well, I, notes. One of the things about reservations. Like, the script for this movie is like laughably bad at points, and I wanted to okay. read two, just two quotes in particular. And I'm glad you mentioned Havana because there's one point. <laughs> this is a conversation between Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, who, by the way, Jamie Foxx is like not even in this movie. But he's, he's like the co-lead of the movie, but he's like he feels he feels asleep the entire time. It feels like he's not really a part of it. A little bit, but I I think he's he's, he's fine. Anyway, they get back from this oh this romantic journey to Havana, according to Jamie Fox has a good sex scene in this movie too. <sighs> the sex scenes are so weird. They're great. They are terrible. What? Oh my god. Bad. Sorry, bad. We don't have time. Okay. The script is often laughable. I brought down two quotes here. So this is after Colin Farrell gets back from Havana. Colin Farrell goes, we were in Havana. Jamie Foxx goes, you went to Havana, Cuba? (laughs) Colin Farrell goes, no, Havana, Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No. That's good. And then he says this to Gong Li. (laughs) Probability is like gravity. You cannot negotiate with gravity. Oh. What? <laughs> Here, look. You, Are you, you saying... You have to take this in in the correct mindset. But this is what I... Colin Farrell is... What is this mindset? In real life Explain and his character me. are just like coked out the whole time. So he's just saying stuff and you have to be like, wow, look at this guy. What a legend. But why are we supposed to think that his character Tubbs is or Crockett, out? whatever. Well, I mean, he's not. He is in real life, and so it's great. But that's okay, but that's something separate. Explain to me why you enjoy a movie like this. I think I did in my setup, did I not? The Yeah, but like... We get an absolute uh, all-time just killer performance from Colin Farrell. The, mo- the action scenes are some of the coolest action scenes just in terms of like my I like action scenes that are all about being tense. Mm-hmm. And this has like three or four of them that are really high on the list of like sure you're you're cranking up the tension here. Like think uh a recent example is like the the crossing the border scene in Sicario. Mhm. where they're they're all stuck in traffic and all of a sudden there's a shootout. Like that's like just super duper tense and and this movie to me has a few of those that that are you know in that ballpark of just like it's just pure tension um and is really well directed i love the music i love the i think this the look of this movie visually is very unique it's it's uh, shot digitally in a time where most people were still shooting on film so it's kind of one of the one of the early, like, all-digital movies. He was kind of an innovator in shooting uh, digital cameras. And I just want to be in Miami on a go-fast boat. <laughs> like, taking a lover to Cuba. That's what's taking phenomenal. Taking a lover to Cuba on a go-fast boat. Uh, what, see, what could that, be better than that? But see, that's exact, I think that exactly sums it up, because that's my nightmare. <laughs> so I get it. It's your thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Now, let's transition into my thing. Oh, boy. Cancer. (laughs) 
Specifically, powerhouse actresses dying of it. Okay. So I think we've mentioned it already, but maybe we haven't. I can't even remember. But the movie that you assigned me to watch was what year? 1998, I want to say. 1998's Stepmom. Starring Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. And I didn't realize this until we were sort of... And Ed Harris. Okay. I would actually like to focus on the women for a moment. Sorry. Uh, I didn't realize this until we were like watching them back to back. It is sort of funny and unintentional that like, you know, you pick a movie starring these like two badass dudes and I pick a movie starring, you know, moms. (laughs) (laughs) These These two women who are just like trying to navigate life. Which, like, to me, if you're like, I'm like, what's this movie about? Like, well, it's, kind of it's about, two it's women about, just trying to navigate life. I'm like, side and beat. It's about family. Uh, it's about family. My movie is about, like, hunting down these, oh, these sure. criminals and killing them. Here's, here's, <laughs> what I want, here's what I want to say about Stepmom. Stepmom is probably not even in my top one trillion movies. If I were to list, like, the best movies I've ever seen. Right? Okay. I don't even know that I would say Stepmom is, like, a good movie. But Stepmom is a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I understand what you're saying, and I respect that. It just hits everything. There's nothing I love more than actresses going for it. Okay. And this movie features two... Listen, is Susan Sarandon... An absolutely crazy person these days. Oh, love Susan. Of course. She's great. Is Julia Roberts the absolute queen goddess? I will say more about her momentarily. Yes, of course. Is this movie about 45 minutes too long? Yeah, unfortunately it is. (laughs) It is unfortunately 45 minutes too long. Some can even argue maybe even 50, 55 minutes too long. A lot of scenes on horses. Oh my god. For no reason. There's so much. Don't need the horses. There's so many horses. Don't need the horses. But here's what it comes down to. Give me another photo shoot with horses involved. Truly. It is funny watching this movie back. Because I used to watch this movie all the time. Owned it on DVD. This is... Was obsessed with that. So alarming and weird. Was obsessed. This is a movie that no one should rewatch more than... Wait, I like you have. I mean, I was you. This should be surprising, but there were scenes where I was, of course, mouthing the dialogue. To you me. have severe mental problems <laughs> if you d- think it's fun to watch this movie more than every twenty years. <laughs> I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> I really would. It is funny watching because, like, I remember I haven't seen it in like quite a while, but I remember I used to think that like Jackie. Who uh, is Susan Sarandon's character was like? I used to think that she was like Supermom. She was like always in the right. Like she loved her kids. She had this like new crazy woman in her life, Isabel, played by Julia Roberts. I remember thinking I was like, sort of always Team Jackie. And then watching this back, I was like, I'm ready for Jackie to kick the can. Get her <laughs> out of here. She's such a huge bitch. It is unbelievable. For no reason. Yeah. She's terrible. Yeah. But Susan Sarandon in this movie, I I never really clued into this. Susan Sarandon thought she was going to win an Oscar for this movie. 
She thought right. this was she thought this was her second Oscar. She was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah. Okay. Well, who'd she lose to? She should have won. Whoever it was. I don't know. Uh, in lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, Julia was not nominated here. Wait, here's an interesting question. Was this a was this in musical or comedy? <laughs> Which is hilarious. I I bet it was. Which is hilarious. There's no way this, this was the, in musical or comedy. I I bet you it was. What? Because this is the saddest movie that has ever existed. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I bet you there of course it was. There's no way of course it was. What are you talking about? How could this be in musical or comedy? Uh, wait. Are you in the right year? No, definitely not in the right year. Hold on. January 99. Here we are. Da, da, da. Drama. Damn it. She lost to Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth. God. All right. Well, that that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Who are the other nominees, just for reference? Uh, in drama... Uh, Emily Watson and Hillary and Jackie Merrill sure. in One True Thing and Fernanda Montenegro in something called Central Station. Yeah, sure. Um, the the musical or comedy actresses Gwyneth in Shakespeare in Love, Cameron Diaz in Something About Mary, Christina Ricci in The Opposite of Sex, Meg Ryan and You've Got Mail, and Jane Horrocks in Little Voice. Wow, what a fun year! What a lineup! I'm gonna miss the Globes. Rest in peace, HFPA. This is a fun year. Sleep well. What is Little Voice? Oh my God, he's going to be... Michael Caine won the globe for Little Voice. Anyway, continue. So, listen. This movie is so emotionally manipulative, <laughs> and it makes me feel like a dunce for buying into all of these beats. But I do, to such an extent, where I was watching this movie again last night, a movie I've seen upwards of 20 times, bawling, just bawling my <laughs> eyes out multiple times, multiple right. scenes. For anyone who may be unfamiliar with the plot of this movie, oh, this Susan Sarandon bad. and Ed Harris have two kids. They have since divorced, and Ed Harris is now dating Julia Roberts. So Julia Roberts is becoming the titular stepmom he oh, proposes yeah. in the movie. And there is very obvious friction between Susan and Julia. And then Ain't that the truth? <laughs> that's the crux of the movie. And then later in the movie, it is revealed that Susan Sarandon is dying of cancer. <laughs> and so as we go along, <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know. It's just it's so funny. And so as we go along, uh, they really – here – all right. I'm going to get into it. Please. I, I would love to hear from you. This movie isn't very good. It's – Did you cry? I did not cry. At all? I didn't cry at all. Well, all right. So first what of all – What a monster. Let me start here. You broke the rules of the assignment. Because you assigned a movie well, that I said I've already seen. You know, you're not supposed to talk about this. I I saw this movie like 20 years ago. Whatever. But it had been a very long time, so I agreed. Yeah, all right. I'll rewatch this one and kind of as if I hadn't seen it. But I've, I have seen it, and I know. Anyway, so I knew what was coming. Oh, so, therefore, there's no element of surprise in, in 
for the emotional reveal of... Didn't stop me. <laughs> now, the reason I didn't end up crying, I wrote at the end here in my notes, this is sappy as fuck, but it is effective. Okay, okay. The dinner crying scene where where Susan and Julie are both just crying at each other. Am I going to start crying? Or you know, look, the, crying. The, the kind of end line. When Julie- I have their past. Oh! But you can have their future. <laughs> Look, Julia's performance. I understand in this that is a, scene. effective, but my issue. Oh, I'm I'm crying. And why it it didn't make me cry is because it's so drawn out. The the last I however long of this movie could have. Oh, you mean the movie? Yeah, okay, not specifically. The no, the scene is great, but it is it is one scene within like ten straight scenes where it's like. She's dying of cancer. Could have used more. Could have used more. And here's the thing. Take out the horses. Give me more crying. I hate these kids. The kids The kids suck. Are... They're, they're super rich, spoiled, entitled, little shitty kids. Yeah. They re- ride horses all day. <laughs> it, they're, I hate them. Um, the kids aren't great. And, like, it's this... Okay. Let me just – I need to just run through. I'm just going to – I would like – yeah, run run through your speed notes. Speed round of my notes. This movie absolutely inexplicably starts with a radio DJ <laughs> speak, like giving like voiceover at the beginning of the movie. It makes absolutely no sense. We never hear from the DJ again. It just – the movie opens for no reason with a radio DJ and under pressure – by David Bowie and Queen playing for also absolutely no reason. Sure. Uh, my next note, three minutes in. Oh, John Williams did the score for this. This yeah. is me recognizing John Williams uh, by ear oh, and then looking break. it up and confirming. Uh, 100% fact. Um, the next thing in my notes, are these the kids from Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> the, the kids are like this from the exact same mold of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And then I looked it up and didn't realize until then that it's the same director. Yeah. Chris Columbus, uh, not the Italian explorer <laughs> slash genocide artist. Uh, Add him to the list. Brad Pitt, Chris, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Which one? Both. <laughs> no, I would never shit on the man who made this masterpiece. <laughs> but the uh, boat guy, yeah, he's he's dead to me. The boat guy. Okay. And you mean the guy who's discovered America? Oh, here we go. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria? Why do I know that and I can't do my taxes? <laughs> Why can't you do your taxes? They're not that hard. <sighs> it's just no one ever taught me in TurboTax. I don't remember my password. Oh, you have got a pin. Uh, my next note, Julia Roberts does not seem even remotely like a professional photographer the way she's taking these pictures. She's sure. holding her hand on the camera in a weird way instead of like a nice photographer way. Yeah. She just I don't buy it for a second that she's this like talented photographer. Fair enough. Uh oh, hey, a sexual harassment joke. Julia says to her boss, You hired me even though I didn't sleep with you, and we're all we're supposed <laughs> to have a good laugh with it. Um one of the most killer uh oh, and so there are two just dagger lines. Uh, one from Susan Sarandon. You don't understand. You don't have kids. Ugh. To Julia. Whew, harsh. Uh, 
and then another one later from the daughter you're not my mother julia responds with thank god for that and thank god for that just an epic line unbelievable uh ed harris having a scene with the two children one of the worst five minutes of my entire life they're in like central park it's so cheesy i hate the kids ed harris i don't really understand what's going like well like what's what's going on with ed harris in this movie what do you mean so god that's such an easy scene to cut like they needed to cut i know so a movie like this being over two hours is just unacceptable (laughs) but what is going on with ed harris yeah like you say what you mean he's not hot enough i guess i'm asking is ed harris attractive he needs more hair, but yeah. He's he's very like, great voice, certainly. He's great. I love Ed Harris. But like when I'm looking at the scenes with Julia Roberts and Ed Harris, I'm not really buying that they're a couple. I yeah. I don't really understand what the attraction to Ed Harris is if you're this you right. know, beautiful, stunning successful. and a, and apparently successful photographer, <laughs> which I don't buy for a second, in Julia Roberts. Yeah. There's a little disconnect there. Okay. Um I laughed pretty hard when Julia Roberts buys gets the kids a puppy. Oh. She's like, they don't like me. I'm going to get them a golden retriever puppy, which, fantastic move. I mean, I'm allergic. Literally nothing better than a golden retriever puppy on, oh. on Earth. But, um, <laughs> my next note is truly insane kids' schedule. Like, There's a moment <laughs> where Julia shows up like an hour late to something because normally on Tuesday she shows up at 7.30, but yeah. Susan Sarandon then rattles off this like – Posturous, like, well, yeah. yes, usually it's seven thirty on Tuesdays, but and it's all every on, fifth Tuesday. It's at six thirty because it's all then post its on the fridge. Just awful. Would this movie really taught me how your life could just turn into absolute shit back just some twenty years ago? Oh, you lose one post-it. You, it's all. Oh, literally, literally, literally happens in the movie. Have literally, have a note in here. The post-it flies out the window when she has directions the to the birthday party or something awful. The idea that your entire day could be ruined by a post-it <laughs> flying out the window. It's insane. Julia Roberts is flying down the freeway trying to read she, a map. It's unbelievable. And it's like, I'm sorry. I, what? How? Figure out where you're going before you get in the car. Well, print out map quest. I mean, do we have a printer? You got to print out the map quest. You got to print out the map quest. You I can't mean, be looking at the map with a post-it in your hand. Unbelievable. Awful. And then she calls Simon and Schuster in a random house. It's like I, she has she has a meeting with the editor. I need to ask her an address. All right. Just insane. Yeah, what insane. what was going on in 1998? I, can you imagine being alive? I mean, I suppose I can since I was, but um next note uh, LOL, they lost. Eye itching so the, much. Are you noticing you're this? crying. I, no, Stop I'm not why crying. I was, but now my eye is like burning up. Sorry, just go on. I'm just itching. Relax. Please, just please stop. Oh, I can't stop it. Itches so bad. Next note, LOL, they lost the stupid son during the photo shoot. <laughs> like, Julia takes the kids to Central Park and has a photo shoot, and she's just taking truly awful pictures of Rapunzel <laughs> for some reason. And <laughs> one of the kids falls asleep. And then the sun goes off yeah, with the, the Golden Retriever puppy. Yeah. Whose fault is that? And ends up at the police station. It's the daughter's fault. I don't even care. <laughs> is it like, who He's awful. Anyway. He, Benjamin's kind of cute. He's, he's annoying, but, you know. <laughs> um, one scene that I thought was very funny 
because like like Julia was an executive producer on this movie. Of course. And there's a scene uh with with the daughter and Susan Sarandon talking and the daughter says, "Oh, I think she's I think she's pretty talking about Julia." Yeah. And Susan Sarandon responds, yeah, if you like big teeth. I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Julia let this line get I through know. the movie? I know. It's, it was a nice, like, uh, it was good. A good I laughed out loud. It was like, ah, wow. We love to know fun. that Julia can laugh at herself. Uh, next note this is the worst proposal scene I've <laughs> absolutely ever seen in a movie. If somebody ever. What in the hell is happening in this proposal scene? To wake me, wake me up and propose to me in bed. What like what is he I doing? I would never speak to them again. Eventually, the ring is on like a string. I don't even I, thread. I was some, like, this is awful. And also, he like brings up his first wife during the proposal. He's like, the first time I got married, well, and I here's... didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and here's my thing. I mentioned already, but but I also wrote down we have zero indication that Julia and Ed Harris even like each other before this proposal. Right. Like yeah. there's no chemistry whatsoever between them. They're just like, we 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 have to just accept that they're a couple. Yeah. And then he proposes halfway through the movie. It's just like what what? Yeah. This is terrible. What a terrible couple. Um. Next note. Ha 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 ha. She got the Pearl Jam tickets. <laughs> what? Like that's Julie the Roberts meanest was like, thing. Can I've... I take your daughter to Pearl Jam? And Susan Fran went no. And then the next day, she's like, I bought you Pearl Jam tickets. And she, That's the meanest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Does she end up, do they end up going to the concert? We don't see them there. I would have loved... I, in my head, when that scene happened, she was like, well, I got you the tickets. I thought she was going to end up having to go to a treatment or something, and then Julia oh, was going to end up taking her. And they just like... Nice. They kind of just moved. It felt like they cut that scene out. Or Maybe, yeah. Uh, next note, great foliage in this soccer scene. There's... <laughs> There's 25 minutes of this movie that's literally just like an advertisement for upstate New York fall foliage. It looks like a Cialis commercial. <laughs> do you know what? It's like, and also, do you know what I love in like, maybe I just haven't been to a youth soccer game in a while, but in every youth soccer game in the movie, all the parents are shouting maniacally, grab, go, go! And like all this stuff, it's like, you go to soccer and there's like sitting there like this is so boring. Youth soccer is insane. It's kind of great. I've been to a bunch of my nephew's games and are people yelling? Kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and All there's right. a lot of foliage now that I think about it. Okay, fair uh, enough. This wow. checks out. This is a realistic scene. Okay, well, glad we have an expert on our hands. Although when the kid falls off the the swing set and they run across the field to oh. like, I was like, please don't run across the field. They just run right across the field. I know, They're insane. in the middle of the game. Yeah, unbelievable. You're gonna hurt one of these other kids. I know because your stupid friend fell off a swing set. <laughs> stupid friend. Stupid <laughs> son stupid fell off friend. a swing set. <laughs> He's fine. He also, broke his arm. Who cares? That bad. Also. What an idiot. He just lets go and falls off. I'm so out on whatever his name is. Ben- Benjamin. Benjamin. Terrible. We love Benjamin. Uh, another just savage line. This one is from uh, the daughter to Ed Harris. Ed Harris goes, you do not run out on your mother. And the daughter goes, no, that's your job. I, you know what? Jenna Malone is great in this movie. She actually is pretty good. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last note I have here, other than the this the dinner crying scene is sappy, and then they're really drawing this out, which I already mentioned. Uh, what in the hell kind of surprise is this? They get back to the house, and there's like twenty black and white 
cardboard cutouts of the kids just <laughs> spread around the living room. This is the worst surprise anyone has ever given. Just awful. What, and Susan's friend is like, oh my god, look at these. She never even thanks Julia. <laughs> She's like, oh, cool. They're like, this was her idea. Well, She's like, no, what do you know, the hell? No, do you know what is so funny about this? I sort of had the same thought where it was like, this is weird. And it's like, why didn't Julie just like give her like a really nice photo? And <laughs> right, so then like, on the staircase, moments after Julia's done this like really nice gesture with right. all these photos, Susan Serrano, when you think she's going to come and be like, hey, Isabel, like, thank you so much. She goes, hey, Isabel. What's the king? Could you take our photo? <laughs> she's, she's like, this is awful. This is whatever this is. Uh, not going to work. Okay. It's, her, uh, it's like, it, oh, wow. Just what I wanted. Uh, you know, 12 black and white cardboard cutouts of my shitty kids. She's like, bitch, Spread around the living bitch, room. I'm about to die. Okay. What am I going to do with these? <laughs> Truly awful. Um, oh, my God. Stepmom. Uh, we, we haven't mentioned it enough yet, but really, what? I know what you're about the, to say. The Dun. you you meant, we texted Dun. about it while you were watching, but uh, from the first second, oh no, please, no please, oh god, that's not what I was, where I was going. Ugh, that friggin' song. Ain't no mountain high enough plays in this movie. Not once, not twice, but three, three times. times, and. Every could time. Could I, have taken a fourth. <laughs> Did you – come on. That scene where they're running around the house singing Ain't Mountain High Enough, exhilarating. I was more exhilarated in that scene than I was at any point in Miami Vice. Oh. When they're, they're tearing down the things from the bed, and you know that that's not what she usually does, but she's letting them go crazy because she has cancer. Oh, and they're my, running around, and they're throwing everything Miami Vice, they're riding Go, fats, go, go Fast fats? Boats. Auto Rock by Mogwai is playing. I That's don't know what any of those the most are. Exhilarating. Thing. Auto Rock by Mogwives. Mogwai is the band. Auto Rock is the I song. I only care about Mobwives. <laughs> uh, but it barely even needs to be mentioned. You've already touched on it, but the way Julia Roberts kind of just pops off the screen and is like so blatantly one of the biggest movie stars ever. The, we don't talk about every it. second that you're watching her in this movie is. We don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about it enough. Julia Roberts is the greatest movie star of all time. It is well, that's un- not true, but believable. It's clearly Tom Cruise, but continue. Are you just going to find a way to work him in? And actually, there was an opportunity for you to work him in earlier because I texted you, should Tom Cruise have had the Ed Harris role? <laughs> This movie probably would have been even better if Ed Harris... I. It's weird. Because you have to cast somebody who is good for both. Who sort of like makes sense for both. Right. Tom Cruise wouldn't have made sense with Susan Sarandon. Not That's at all. The issue. I think it works. I don't know. It makes sense to me. Tim Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Lyle I, uh, Lovett? It, he, Actually, he would make sense for both. Sure. You know? I mean, Ed Harris... he could be with Susan. Ed well. Harris kind of makes sense... For both, but I, I just didn't think he and Julia had any chemistry. I sort of think they did. I don't know. I mean, Julia could have chemistry with a cardboard box. I mean, that's her whole, you know, marriage right, to but, Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> but she, uh, it was never like yeah, – never at one point did I look at her and go, oh, she's attracted to Ed Harris. Sure. You know? Yeah. 
And Fair so enough. That, that was... But yeah, l- listen. I mean, she comes on the screen. She's just unbelievable. Thousand watt smile. The chemistry or, or, or the charisma big of just... teeth. <laughs> big teeth. She got those big teeth. The charisma. Her of hair just... is doing a lot of nineties things in this yeah, movie. Yeah, very. Bangs at one point, and she pulls it off. Hair cells like, that wouldn't work on anybody blonde. else. It just all works. It just all works. She's phenomenal, and she makes the most out of some like the script is like pretty ho hum at points. But right. then there's you, a lot of cheesiness. You get a sense of her talent in so many of these like small little moments when you like realize like the line of dialogue she was given and then the way she delivers it. It's like, Jesus Christ. And she doesn't make it look like You're it's a lot of work. She is our Lord and Savior. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can't disagree with you there. I'm glad I made you watch Stepmom. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed watching it, but, but you like, get why I like. It. I kind of checked out over the last half hour. Oh, of the, the movie. best part! Oh, the best part! Yeah, because the, the leading scene, up to it wasn't good enough. This scene at the getting dinner, getting us there. There's scene at the dinner. It's where, a great scene where they're talking about the wedding. But like, I don't care. But you care about the fast boats. Yes, gotta correct. take a fast boat to Havana so we can go smuggle the drugs. <laughs> Oh my God! Let's talk about some real shit. Let's talk about this woman who's dying of cancer and how is her? Every relationship in, shoes in, the in Miami Vice is more realistic what? than any relationship in Stepmom. Oh my God! Listen. Jamie Fox, the Jamie Fox Naomi Harris relationship—that's good stuff. There's nothing there. There's not. There's no there there. Incorrect. There's no there there. Incorrect. But I get it. I respect why you like Miami Vice, and okay. I respect Stepmom. Thank you. To a certain extent. So much so that oh god, it's time. It's going to make a quick appearance on – you know, uh, recently we've decided to end every episode here with the top ten list. You have, yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, I'm now tweaking a little bit to what I like to call a hastily prepared top ten list. <laughs> Not a ton of thought going into these, but just enough just to get the enough juices to flowing. Just enough to piss me off. Exactly. And so this week – uh, we're going to end on the top 10 Julia Roberts movies. <sighs> Number 10. So just to clarify, movies, not performances. Yes. These Got are the it. best movies that Julia Roberts has, I, is prominently I featured in. I am going in. to be so mad. Number 10 is Stepmom. Okay. Not sure how to feel about that, to be honest with you, but let's go on. <laughs> Number 10. Number is, 10. I'm like, I like how I just made you watch this movie. Like, this should be the top 10. <laughs> oh, you don't think it should? No. Uh, number nine is The Pelican Brief. Okay. Julian Denzel. Now, there's some chemistry. Sure. Uh, number eight, Aaron Brockovich. Kyle, I knew you were going to do some dumb shit like this. Aaron Brockovich, eighth. Should it be higher or lower? It should be number one. That's just ridiculous. I, what is number, I am so scared about what number one is going to be. I number seven. I swear to God, if it starts with the word oceans. Number I'm seven is Closer. Attack. I really Close. like Closer. I do too. It should be movie. probably higher. Let's see what is come. see what's to come here. Number six, Conspiracy Theory. Julia and my boy Mel. Conspiracy theory is excellent. Go on. Number five, another excellent one. Sleeping with the enemy. Oh god. Okay, that's fine. Love that movie. It's 
Fine. The bad guy is great. Great mustache. Uh, number four, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, slash 12, 13, whatever. Just okay. the, the Ocean's well, movies. They only take up one spot. That is so. That is just so far too high, I, but go on. That's ridiculous. It should probably be number one. Number three, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. One of the best. Well, I mean, okay. That's fine. Number two, Notting Hill. No. Oh, yeah. Listen, I love Notting Hill, but Notting Hill is not better than My Best Friend's Wedding. And number one, Pretty Woman. <laughs> now I know I said this is the top ten Julia mo- movies, but I'm I'm. It's not really just like the best movies that she's in. It's not her best performance. It was kind of a. It's kind of a combination. Sure. Of like. These are the movies I think of. With Julia. Sure. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> slash. I kind of ranked them in a weird way because I like some better. Than well, them. and you did to make me mad. Because you know that I think Aaron Brockovich is one of the great cinematic masterpieces, I would say, maybe of all time. I mean, it was lucky to make the top ten. That's, please. I, yeah, I mean, listen, the nice thing about Julia is that it's hard to go wrong because there are so many great performances and so many great movies, of course. Uh, I will say, yeah, Pretty Woman, I will be honest, it's it's a movie I haven't checked in on in a while. Uh I did just watch Notting Hill and My Best Friend's Wedding within the past year, like rewatches, obviously. I, 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 was, yeah, I watched Notting Hill not too long ago. I was really, Notting Hill's great. It is. I do think My Best Friend's Wedding is better. I, I think I my best seen friend, that one in a, a really long time. That, to me, is a perfect romantic comedy. And I think I've said that this on this That movie's, po- like, insane, though, is it not? Not like, really. I mean, at what point is she driving a bread truck throughout downtown Chicago? <laughs> yeah, you know, you could say she is. I mean, I haven't seen it in a really long time, like I said, but it's perfect. My, my, I feel like the general takeaway now is like Julia Roberts is like evil in that movie. Mm, no, I don't think so. She ruins the wedding. Yeah, because yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I mean, Cameron Diaz is. Carve these Not in right. stone forever. The yeah. ten best movies Julie Roberts is prominently <sighs> featured in are, in order, ten to one: Stepmom, The Pelican Brief, Aaron Brockovich, Closer, Conspiracy Theory, Sleeping with the Enemy, Ocean's Eleven, My Best Friend's Wedding, Notting Hill, and Pretty Woman. I'm just a boy standing in front of a boy, <laughs> popcorn boy, asking him. When will this podcast be over? <laughs> I'm just a popcorn boy. I'm just a popcorn boy standing in front of a popcorn boy asking You're Talking him, into a microphone. When do I get to go to sleep? Well, I suppose it's that time. This is the, what do we call this? I keep calling it the late edition. Popcorn Boys After Dark. Popcorn Boys After Dark. When was it? Midnight here, baby. Oh my God. I gotta go to bed. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, next week, the boys will be back. Boys are back in town. With an in-depth analysis of... Any thoughts on Thin Lizzy? Oh. I don't know what comes out this weekend. Cry Macho. We're going to have a big Clint episode for you next I, week. Please. Absolutely not. Uh, I am going to see the eyes of Tammy Faye this weekend, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. I'll be talking about my girl Jess Chastain next week. Oh, JC. Oh, yeah. Of course. She's the only JC I recognize. Put Jessica Chastain up on that cross. <laughs> that's uh, as good as time as any. 
Good night, everybody. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. Bye. Good night. Oh, yeah. Good night. <laughs>